Welcome to Misfits. This is the podcast where I speak to the troublemakers, rebels, and mavericks. These people are the folks who see things differently, who have gone off the beaten path and found their pursuit, all living under one roof, Singapore. So today we have a very funny man. His name is Mr. Faka Fass. So he has came a long way from being a security guard at the condominium to having his own one-hour comedy special at Esplanade in Fass We Trust. Fass has performed in Hong Kong, Australia, Indonesia, Malaysia, and more recently made his debut at the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Fass is also the champion of stand-up competition, Stand Up for Singapore, both in 2012 and 2013. We spoke about his journey as a comedian, his adolescence years growing up in Malaysia, and some of his inspiration, routines, and habits. So, if you want to be a little funnier in life, this is Faka Fass. If I want to talk to people in the camera, I should look here. Oh, like, just look anywhere. There's like, okay, the camera is okay. like everywhere. All right, like, okay, cool. just like, look to me. It's a multi-cam situation, if you all don't know this. We're in the middle of an industrial area. This is exactly the place uh, people go to to get murdered. Okay? Uh, but I'm hoping for a rape. So, for myself, really. You know, but I'm going to be very disappointed <laughs> if this doesn't happen to me. Only applies to me, though, okay? Rape culture should not be advocated. Ever. No means no. Remember that. Um, <laughs> hey, so fast. Like, I think, like, the funniest thing I want to ask is that, so why fucker fast? But I actually don't know your real name. My real name is Muhammad Fazri bin Abdul Rashid, okay? Now, I don't use it uh, because I think Fakafaz, uh, first of all, it's, it's, it's a funny name, okay? And also, it was given to me by a good friend. Oh! Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we were in a paintball team, and they had Ivan the Snake, Tom the, Thomas the Tank, and they were like, Faz, what do you want to be? And to- Tom came up to me, and he went like, yo, just Fakafaz, man. And I'm like, oh, what is that? Just, just, just put it in, it just sounds great. You know, it sounds like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. You can say it's Arabic and you, every time somebody asks you, you can give a different story. So yeah. every time anybody asks me, what, you know, like, why Fakafaz? I always tell them, you know, either my name's Fakarudin or, <laughs> I know, I, I have Arab blood and that is an oil field city in Iraq, yeah. you know, or yeah. something, you know, I, I, either I have Arabic blood or, or I, I, I decided it is a cool name to go with, uh, so... But then, yeah. like, do you know that it was like, is it like the proper spelling or how do you get the spelling? Because I was trying to fucking text you, right? Yeah. And it's always like, it changed the F to an M. Ah, yeah, F to, of course, because my real name is Muhammad Fazri. So I assume if you're texting a Malaga, they'll be going, would you like M or A for Ahmad or N for Nurul yeah. or Noor? Malay people like to name their kids, like, like in Singapore, either Muhammad or Noor. Muhammad is I don't, after the great prophet, but Noor means light. We don't know, nor it means light. And, and it's funny that Malay people would name their kids, you know, after light. Because, you know, just in case they hope that, you know, they will help them pay the light bill out one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, man. I mean, the name is, is I, I tried to change it, but you know what? It's stuck. And, and people, people like it for, for that. And, and I just roll with it. And now, you know, radio says it, TV says it, and the newspaper says it. So, right. you know. And now you've got a website. you got a website now. you got a website. Oh my God, I made you guys. Like, it's a little joke in my head. I can't believe you guys are saying this. <laughs> All of you are saying this. You're saying fuck up us. Every time people say your name, is like swearing. 
<laughs> but it's not swearing. But it's the thing. I think it's an inside joke that every time you say it, it's like ah. You know, within myself, I was like on national television, on on TV. I mean, on, on sorry, in the papers, on radio, they just go, "Well, we fuck off us, we're fuck off us," and I'm going, like, "Oh my god, it's just happening right now under your noses. You guys don't even know. This is great. You know, it's like a little child in me that goes like, ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. So let's rewind a little bit and you know, talk about just your childhood, man. Like you, when you grow up. I know, I know, I mean, it's like, uh, so Malaysia, right? You spent a lot, a lot of time in Malaysia. I spent my childhood in Malaysia. I spent my adolescent years in Malaysia. Like, uh, I spent my teenage years in Malaysia. That's like, how old can you put us? Like? 18 to 17. Yeah, like, for, uh, sec one, I would call it form one to form five. But so sec like one to sec five. Here, primary school here. Right. Like childhood here. Uh, I mean, growing up, you know, I, I got a taste of both worlds, man. I got a taste of uh, Singapore. And when I was in Malaysia, it was like, Practically Singapore back in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s even, yeah. you know. So they, they had uh, very basic things, basic needs. I guess it really taught me how to uh, deal with like, you know, uh, sparse situations, you know, where you don't have like the, 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 the luxury of having a bus every 10 minutes, you know. They don't have that. Once you, you miss one bus, you got to wait a half an hour for the next one to come, man. You know, you better go and buy some cigarettes or something. Uh, no, no, I was a kid, so... No, I gotta go ask an adult to buy me a cigarette. <laughs> so, so yeah lah. So, so uh, I got to live there. Singapore though, like, were you? I mean, what what school? Can you play like secondary school? No, so secondary school, you are. No, uh, I primary school over here. I went to Machin Primary School. Actually, we moved a lot. Yeah, we moved a lot. We moved a lot. I was in Brother Primary School for Primary One, and after that, I went to. Uh, That's a pretty infamous, isn't it? Yeah. Jamie, no, but I was too young to know anything, so I was uh, at Jamie Primary School, uh, Yishun. And after that, I went to uh, Machin Primary School for... School. I swapped three schools. We moved a lot, man. Right. My, you, were, you were easy. Do you, like, make a fuss out of it or...? No, I, I didn't because I, I half the time, I just, you know, didn't... I, I look forward to it, you know, like, meeting new people, new new friends and everything. I don't have, like, those kind of, like, one friend when you grow up from young to now because we moved a lot. Right. But I kind of look forward to, like, uh, meeting new people. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to new school, new friends, you know? Yeah, I, I always had this um, ability to adapt well. To any kind of uh, environment. Back then, even you're young, you're already like friendly. Yeah, okay. So like you are like the very non-Singapore stereotype where you you actually like to make friends, uh. Cause you know like you know like Singapore Singaporeans they'll be like, you know when you go talk to them they give you this weird face and you're like why are you talking to me, sir? Why are you oh, talking? Yeah. To me? yeah they, so you're like more opposite like You're friendly. Yeah, they definitely don't like strangers talking to them Singaporeans. Yeah, I I'm, and you know why? It's very simple. Cause our country is safe. Everybody lives in this safe bubble. Yeah. So when you live in a safe bubble, you don't want any external factors to, 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 to jeopardize that safe bubble that you have, you know? Like, as opposed to people in Malaysia or people in other countries where they don't live in a very 100% safe and sterile environment, mm -hmm. they're like, they welcome anything is because they're not afraid of, 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 of these things coming into their own little safety yeah. net or safety yeah. circle. But in Singapore, because it's so safe, it's kind of like the, the opposite, it's kind of like uh, the bad side of what will happen if, if you know, if it becomes too safe in the country, it's kind of like a, I don't know, I don't know, like a double-edged sword, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you're, you're nice and friendly and you, you change school, you make a lot of friends yeah. when, when, when you're young and most of them are Chinese, like, Chinese lah, Chinese school. I went to, when I was in, when I was in, dude, when I was in secondary school, I went to this, I went to a private school in Malaysia, there was all Chinese Malaysians who were already met at the Malay population in, in, in Malaysia for, for the Bumiputra policy and to add that on, I'm Singaporean. So you can imagine how 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 awesome high school was for me, you know? <laughs> like it was eighty 
it was like a 99% chance. I was the only Malay kid in school. Okay, and these are Malay, uh, the Chinese Malaysians who already hate Malays in Malaysia for 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 being all the movie putra shit, and they already like, oh, Chiba, they hate Singaporeans some more. Oh my god, I wouldn't have been a comedian if I didn't go to that school. <laughs> shit. Oh man, the amount of bullying is insane. Uh, but like, why why do you even like move back to Malaysia when you're 13? Uh... Oh, that wasn't my choice. My parents wanted to move there. So okay. yeah, my parents wanted to move there. My parents thought uh, it would be a smart idea for them to uh, start a business there. Right. But I think... And think... that's like... No, no, no. Melaka. Melaka, okay. So things didn't really work out for them. So uh, I was already halfway through school. So they wanted a sense of continuation. So they went back mm. and then they left me there. And I was there. I was staying in a hostel with a couple of my friends. Oh. There, and they were all Chinese also. And, and so you went there alone. It's like a sort of like a solo yeah. mission. No family? No. No, just me, man. Just you and just me. me. I mean, because of your, your friendliness, you get to make yeah. some friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all Chinese. That's how I learned to adapt, man. Yeah, that's how I learned to, that's how I learned to adapt. And Malacca is a very uh, Chinese majority. Mm, correct, correct. You know, correct. So, so that's where you learn to like sort of... Um, you gotta, would they, do they like accept you? Yeah, because yeah, I learned how to speak Mandarin. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's just... Um, I think it's because uh, I, I, I took the time to actually uh, adapt to them and, and, and it's, it's, it's a thing, man. If you, if you learn about like, mixing with people, you got you to gotta have some sort of special skill that makes them, you know, yeah, 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 look at you and want to be your friend. You can't just be a normal, plain person. I, unfortunately, that's how the world works. So I was there and, and, and the fact that I spoke Mandarin, they were like, oh my God, who's this guy? And I also played the guitar. Uh, be- better, better than be- Okay, not the best, but better than everybody who was What's there. What your song back then? Ah, oh, dude, any... Like four chord melody or whatever, you know. I learned some metal riffs that I got very well. I played on an acoustic with inch high actions, you know, just fucking. And and, and they were like, oh, okay, fast, come play us something, play us something, you know. So I was always the center of attention yeah. over there. So so that's how I, I sort of adapted, you know. As much as there was a bunch of friends that that, that accepted me, there was also the, the 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 people from from back when I was in the early secondary when I haven't developed my talent or whatever when when they were bullying me. So so when I was growing up, it was more like I got bullied the first two years, but once I discovered my skill, everybody wanted to be my friend, and then they started like, hey, you don't touch this boy, you know. This so you got your homies to yeah, like. So so that's where you learn about how to adapt. You know, it's more of like you've got to have something to offer people. Yeah. Because if you don't have anything to offer people, naturally, you'll, you'll just be ignored. You're like a rock, you know? You'll yeah. just be ignored and nobody will... You wouldn't be a rock because you're the Malay kid in the Chinese school. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah you, you will be you stick out like a fucking sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, moving from, like, Singapore to uh, Malaysia, yeah. was there, like, any, like, vast difference of, like, the, the schools? I mean, like, anything you remember? Yeah, man, um, I think uh, kids in Singapore are... Uh, very pampered. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, kids in Malaysia, man, I mean, they already walk home when they're like, when, when, when they're young, when they're seven, you see a little kid just walking home past like the jungle or something, it's nothing oh, to them. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, but kids in Singapore, they're very used to because of, because of how safe, you know, our environment is, how... That was like the whole, like, the mate come to, to pick you up kind of culture. Yeah, man, no, no. No, no? no, no. Where I was, no. No, I mean Singapore. Yeah, yeah. No, well, in Singapore, you have a lot of those uh, kids are very pampered here. But when you're in primary school, I assume like, um, do, you, do someone pick you up in school? Nah, nah I, nobody. I had my parents pick me up until I was like primary two. And then they were like, you figure your way home. This is, this is the bus number, you know, good luck. Also, you got yeah. bus, and back then it was yeah. definitely using cut, right? It was like coins yeah, yeah. or something. Oh, Dude, I used to spend my bus money and just cheat my way on the bus all the time. I used to like steal rides. 
I used to like sneak because I was so small. I was so small, so I was sneaking in between the adults. And I just got oh man, it was an extra 30 cents, but so worth it. Dude, yeah. I mean like, okay, this is one thing that I, I did when I was, was young in primary school. So I sold neighborhood school around here in Serangoon yeah. at Yangchen. And then like, I remember like when I was in primary school, right? I would like, during can, uh, recess time, like, right? I would walk around the drain. Uh, and then like, well, I would just like look down. So I was actually looking for coins in the, in the drain. Uh, and then like, you, you, you spot 10 cents or 20 cents. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like the happiest thing that, because 20 cents could buy you that animal pokey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> animal pokey, you know. I used to like, my mom would give me $1, you know, and I would spend all the money on the teacup machine. And then I'll, I'll, I'll arrive to school with only 10 cents. And I'll like stay hungry for the rest just because I can collect like, I don't know, Dragon Ball cards or something. Uh, was it back then, was it the thing? Dragon Ball? Uh, wrestling cards was more the thing. Okay. Yeah, it was Mine more was like, like Country Eraser, like, like... Country Eraser uh, too, you know? Yeah. But I didn't really, I wasn't really much of that. Yeah. I, I can't really remember much, but yeah, man, those were the things like catching, all that, you know? Yeah. Kids don't play that shit anymore, huh? Yeah. Kids I don't, don't play that shit anymore. What do you think they, they play these days? Salah, yeah. you would? They play their iPad and the idea of hanging out with their friends is to be on the same network, uh, you know, that one of their friends created on, on fucking Maple Story or some shit. Oh, Maple Story is even old already. Dota, Dota, sorry. Dota, Dota is a thing. Dota. I mean, no offense to people who play Dota. You know, I'm sure you guys have some fun. But uh, yeah, I miss seeing kids at playgrounds, man. You don't see that shit anymore, you know? You don't see, I, I mean, you go to neighborhoods, I don't, all the playgrounds are not used, you know, and, and, I guess I can't blame the kids also. If you look at the playground sometimes, what the fuck is this shit? Like, you know, you, you have a wheel and... and, and <laughs> you have two levers that go up and down like that. And I'm like, what is this for? This is... design playground. <laughs> you gotta work on it. I'm like, what? If I was a kid, I, I wouldn't have no I have any idea. Like, old people use playgrounds more than young people nowadays. <laughs> right? This is how it's being advertised, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, right? Whatever happened to, like, you know, kids... Block catching and shit. After after Singapore and you moved to Malaysia, what were they playing, man? I mean, I'm just like you know interested. Like, uh, oh, wow, I was in my teens, man. So, but that was also puberty, right? Yeah. So what did I used to do? I used to play guitar a lot. Okay. I used to watch a lot of TV. I, to, I memorized every single Eminem album, oh. uh, all the way up to Master Blow Up. So there was a lot of. Uh, I think that's where I first got introduced to the hip hop culture. I was in a band. At the same time, I, I love listening to hip-hop. I was very into music la. Right. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, I was very into performing. All I knew is I wanted to be some kind of a performer. In the band it was Malaysia. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a punk band, man. In Malaysia. Cool. Silent Ambush. That was the name of the band. Which <laughs> is a good name. Yeah, Silent Ambush. Silent That's the name of the band. And then, uh, so we had... you were like performing in school? Like the, or like pubs or wherever? No, 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 no. We were just jamming. Okay. We were kids, man. Okay. You know? I mean, the name sounds cool. So I yeah. thought like, be like, yo, silent ambush! Yeah, I know, I know. I would totally like shop for it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I should really reuse that name sometime. Yeah, but si- silent ambush was, was the name of my band. And then uh, after that, um, I think we got uh when I was in, in Malaysia, like, you know, it yeah. was it was a lot of a lot of that, like, a lot of hanging out with friends and also like getting into the whole music culture of it. There was a there was a growing band scene and there was also a growing hip hop scene there. Yeah. So a lot although a lot of the band scene didn't really like the hip hop guys. You know, that's a, yeah, 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 that's a little bit of. A, I don't know. It's but always. Both. I was a little bit of both because you know, not not many of them were very proficient in English back then. You know? So so I guess they didn't really understand what the raps meant. So I guess that's why they didn't really get into it. But you know, for me, I understood. Right. So 
So I was listening to the raps and I was also listening to the to the, to the punk songs and right. yeah and it was a it was a big time man 2001 it was a big time when rap rap rock was 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 big back yeah, there you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah rap rock was big like you know you had bands like uh <clears throat> uh what, what was it uh, okay we had Limbisky and then we had Deftones we had all those big rap rock uh, Rage Against the Machine all those rap rock oh, bands yeah yeah. yeah yeah so Kid Rock also did rap rock I think. At that point of time, yeah. So everybody was doing rap rock. So I, I, a big part of my teenage years was very focused on that. So did you like? Did, so Silent and Bush they got out from the basement to. Nah, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> I, you know, I think some some of the guys are still in the basement right now. You know, <laughs> fucking. So like, so like. Hey. I, I don't know. <laughs> so so like Silent and Bush was like. And then, do you form another thing to do hip hop, or was it just like nah. hip hop was just on your own to just listen to it? Hobby, yeah. But um, it wasn't until I reached Singapore that I discovered that I, I realized that I want to do stand up comedy. Okay. Yeah, it was when um I think it was when uh but you I, moved back right because your it's the parents yeah, yeah. parents moved back uh, right after O levels I moved back. Yeah. Then uh that's where I realized that okay I think I want to do stand up comedy lah. Do you do okay in O levels? Oh no. <laughs> Who does? Do you mind sharing the... I mean, I, I, I forgot lah. Like, I basically, I couldn't get to any school. <coughs> Do you pass? Do you pass? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I aced English. I got distinction for English. That's all. Oh, that's awesome. Then the rest of it, I think I feel very badly. Uh, and the thing is, even if you have a... Because you have a Malaysia cert, so you can't go to a Singapore school if you have those kind of results. GC? It's GC, but it's just that you can't... It's equivalent, but it's, it's just that... You can't because the bell curve is in Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, and that's one. And also because I failed maths and also I couldn't get into any school. I couldn't get into any ITE. Pure Northlight get to ITE, you know. Nah, Northlight is a special school, and those kids get to go to ITE. Yeah. And I was rejected for ITE, so I am below retardation. I'm just sorry. <laughs> sorry, not retardation. I'm gonna rephrase that if you want to edit it. I am below a disabled. Mentally disabled kid, I am below that. You know, in in terms of Singapore education standards, they put me below. Yeah. So and 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 so like that was O level. After O level, you came back at seventeen, right? Seventeen, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were trying to get into school. I was trying to. I was. I was just trying to find work that I wasn't bored doing. So is it work or is it like what? What was your direction when you came back to? None really. I was just thinking about like, okay, like, I know I want to be a performer of some kind, you know. Oh, so you uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, I didn't know what to do, but I was really into stand up at the point. Of time. I watched Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, you know. So oh man. And then remember, I asked about it, right? Because it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how the hell do you find these people back in the days? Because I remember, like, for me, right? I I I dance. I remember like watching this, like poppers, like popping. I forgot how I got the video though. Do you remember how you got those videos, like you know, uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris? Yeah, man, back then, yeah, Kaza, Lime Kaza, 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 yes, <laughs> Kaza was a big thing. Lime Wire, man, those kind of those those kind of um, uh, I think now you call him Torrance, but back then I didn't know. I don't file know. P two P or yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, wasn't a rich kid back in school. And you know, if I wanted to buy those things, you know, there's no place in Singapore that sells that's them true, anyway. You know, so you, know you, gotta, you gotta you gotta take it from the internet. Yeah, you gotta take it from the internet. So that's how I got uh, you know, I got my shit, which is now why um. But back then you were still like punk rock and then rap and then yeah. and then stand up comedy is just a new thing that adds on to like the the, the yeah. array of interests that you like to do lah. 
Yeah, it was the thing that was in me because when I when when I formed the band here and, and I was like, uh, was it uh, no, 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 it was a new it was a new name. I think it was uh, Slap Shocked with the ED. Slapshocked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we, it was an ex Japan tribute band. Okay. So we only played ex Japan songs. Oh, that's so cool. yeah. So a lot of times, uh, they, I mean, I think rock and roll was big also back there. So everybody was like, it was a it was a rise of rock and roll bands. You know, it was like a uh, there was those those uh, gutter bones, a uh, bad obsession. Uh, um, what, what, what shit, uh, five o'clock or uh, secret sex? All these, all these, all these bands uh, yeah. that play rock and roll. You know, very, very underground bands. Yeah. Then, uh, so you came back and you you formed the band while trying to look for a job and yeah, school, yeah. maybe. Formed the band and and those bands got to know so so because I I, I also sang and you know and and, and they, they they liked. Uh, so you're a guitar and singer. I was a guitarist, but but I, I went to become a frontman because I like the the whole idea of being a frontman. Yeah. So. So when they saw, they were like, hey, why don't you host our gigs instead, you know, instead of singing, you know? Right. But place us then too, because I remember like then you also got a job somewhere to get money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working all jobs, you know, I was doing security. Yeah, yeah I was, where, uh, yeah. yeah, I was doing like security. I was doing uh, uh, any, any play like Park Lane, uh, mall. I, I, did shop, I did shopping malls and also I was like a floater. Okay. So I did shopping. Mall. Whoever that's like on leave, then you go in and like sort of like fill the position. I did, uh, condominiums or so. So I was just doing that, man. And at the same time, I was like, I was host. I started hosting these uh, these gigs. The bar was it at Katong? Uh, at uh, Park Lane. Uh. Park Lane. Yeah, it's called Gossip Bar. Gossip Bar. Yeah. Yes. So so we we did that, and then um you know yeah, then I started hosting, and then that's where I got to stand up, man. And I was like, okay, oh, yes, I should try this, man. This is fun. Not talking to people, everybody laughing, shit. So okay, this sounds fun. Yeah. So really, things just snowball, you know. And at the same time, I was like, okay, I probably should should do something. I should do something in my studies. So that's where right. I got into. Uh, I I went to Mascom at uh at uh MDIS. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I think kids that take Mascom, you get, you really know what you want to do, lah. Right? A lot of the kids they take media Mascom. It's just to waste time because you don't know what the fuck you want to do with your life, yeah. right? So I think you really gotta figure it out while you're doing it. And at the same time, like you know, and and the the method that I had through was just punch. Hard punch all the way to wherever you gotta go. You know, just don't stop punching yeah. until you find uh, until you find something. Yeah, but uh, a lot a lot of the times, I I believe that some of the guys that you go to Mascom and they graduate, they don't even do what, what they're supposed to do in Mascom. You know, so so yeah, so I, I I did that. So that's and the rest is just you know getting to know people, do shows, do shows, and the next thing you know, like oh shit, you're, you're part of a, a new movement that's starting to move. And it is was that like will you say that was like one of the we're having fun while doing all that because you know like you were you're not in like a nice job right and plus army so where did that how did that fit in like army I didn't go to army man I was in the police force oh yeah right really? yeah I was in the police how force did that into like uh, I, didn't, I didn't do a stand up comedy when I was in police force you know I was uh, busy just being uh, you know I was busy just being me you know in the police force I was like okay I got two years and everybody knows this if you go to NS you know two years is a good excuse for any Singaporean guy to go like oh, okay at least that's two years where I don't have to think about my future that's two years I don't have to think about anything because it's two years I get off anybody come and ask me a question I say I'm in army so all my life every time I, I, I get a job is so that I can like somebody ask me like what are you working as now I can like get, give them a good answer without them asking me further you know so so when they say what are you doing now I'm in army okay no further questions you know it's always like that, and especially during like Hari Raya or Chinese New Year, say like your relatives come. What are you doing now in the army? Okay, no further questions, right? So, so when I was in, was when I was in the army, I was really uh, when I was in the police. Sorry, I was very happy. I was very happy, but at the same time, like you know, uh, I was a NPCC uh, instructor. Yes, I would teach kids how to shoot guns. Wow, man, 
You couldn't have give you couldn't have give, given that job to a better person. You know, they teach kids how to shoot guns, yeah. right? So um, so I taught them that, and 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 that's where I learned like public speaking. You know, and you know in life. So you told me that like that's all is that like the pinnacle. And it also add on and stacks on top of each other. So there's the front man of the band, and then after that, there's NPCC as yeah. teaching, and then people were asking you to uh, host like the punk band shows. But you sort of took every opportunity that came along your way. Yeah. Uh. Even when uh after I I well, well, after I left, I worked as a waiter, and then I got fired from that job, and then uh because I like arrived one hour late or something, I got fired from that job, and I. And, and I and I met like a, a a guy that said like, hey man, I've got this uh, vac- uh vacancy at this paintball park. So I was like, oh, okay, you go there and become a paintball facilitator. I was like, okay. So I went and I became a paintball facilitator, and that's where you know you you learn public speaking for everywhere, man. You really if if, if it's either it's it's not the end of the world if you fail at O levels, basically. Okay, kids, you know <laughs> that's what Singapore wants you to think. Okay, they want you to think that O level is what determines your life. Okay, it doesn't. It's in fact the farthest thing from what determines what happens in your life. Okay, it only what. It, life just started. Oh my God, O levels is just like if you fail, don't even cry because you know what? You got your whole life ahead of you. Nobody can tell you what you can and cannot do. You know, you got all these opportunities that you can take. There's so many courses you can take. There's so many things you can learn from the streets and. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's so evident even in a place like Singapore. That's why I don't believe when people say they don't have a chance and they don't have an opportunity. It's like you never took it, you know? Yeah. You never took it. Like I came from nothing, man. I came from like no... I didn't come from a rich family. I didn't come from like a fancy educational background. All I, all I had was just charisma and, and will and a good attitude. And if you have these three things, you know, you will survive in any place. Because if you got likability and people like you, they always want to give you whatever opportunity that comes within their way. And, and they want to include you in it. And they always want to make you feel like a part of their family. So... Yeah. So I, I, I think it's important for us, especially to break the mold of what Singaporeans always think, you know, like, oh, I, I fail, my, I, I, I flung my, 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 my diploma or I flung my, my O-levels, that's it, that's the end of my life. Nah, kids kill themselves over, can you believe that? Kids kill themselves over that shit. You know, I have a friend who works in, a, in, 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 um, in like a, a, a kid's gym, you know, or like a kid's uh, uh, kindergarten. You know, and parents come to them and go like, oh, has he learned his spelling today? Or has he learned his math? You need to pressure him more. It's a kid. Yeah. Let the kid be a kid. Right? Let the kid go out, make mistakes, do stupid things. Let the kid be a kid. He's gonna... I really, really agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Let the kid be a kid. And, 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 and in turn, you, you, do, you don't even listen to the kid or talk to the kid or even ask the kid what he's interested in. You're so bent on trying to make the kid, you know, something that you are proud of. And it's not, it's not for the kids, it's for you. Yes. You want to feel proud. You want to feel good. Yeah, you know, yeah. not the kid. <laughs> right. So, uh, I think a lot of Singaporeans, especially, is very evident in, in, in our country that we need to stop thinking that it's the end of your life mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you're not good at academics, you know. You know, like that famous Einstein quote, they say like, you know, uh, like, oh, I, I think... I know what's that. Um, the only thing that interferes with your um, learning is your education. Well, that's that's one, and, and that's a good quote, by the way. But I was gonna go like, you know, you will never, you, uh, I was gonna go, you, you will never judge the ability. Uh, I, I think it's something that goes along like you, ne- you will never be able to judge the intelligence of uh, of 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 uh, of a fish by asking it to climb a tree or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can't ask a fish to climb a tree. Some shit like that, you know. Yeah, because it's like, to show that everybody has different abilities, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you, you don't, you didn't grow up with that pressure, cause like your parents pretty chill. No. But do you think that Singapore as a whole gives you that pressure, like societal pressure, wanting you to sort of like do the normal thing, no. you know? 
I think I never paid attention to any of that pressure. Because you know what? I guess I, I, I never had to go through that kind of pressure. Because I, I was never a straight A student. <clears throat> I was good in English, but I, I was never a straight A student and I was never uh, 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 you know, uh, a high achiever when it comes to academics. Mm. So people didn't have that kind of expectation of me and I think that worked to my benefit because it didn't sort of uh, give me that kind of like, oh, you know, I got to pass this, I got to pass that. You know, I, it's not that I didn't care about my studies, I did. But, um, you know, I just wasn't interested in it. I just wasn't interested in learning about algebra. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh man, there's letters in there, you know. Like, why, why do I got to add num numbers and letters? Just didn't, didn't, didn't um, you know, uh, make sense to me. So I just decided to learn other things. And, and when you, dude, like we, we need to really live, like, like look outside our bubble. There's a lot of things that you can learn when it comes to... to, to sure, I, think, I think people should travel more. And that's one way uh, yeah. to, to see like how other people live their life. And, and yeah. maybe, you know, and yeah. they didn't, I mean, I, I meet when I was traveling in uh, America, I meet carpenters and, and that's so awesome. Yeah. They, they, they make stuff, you know, like I don't think like how many people in, in today's society actually know how to make stuff, right? Carpenting is a beautiful skill, man. Carpenting, plumbing, you know, being an electrician or building a house. These are things that will come useful to you if you ever get stranded on an island. That's you know, true. right? Like, like people like me or any of my friends, we're fucking useless if we, we get stranded on an island. Nobody, my friends are DJ. You know, my other friends are counselor. My other friends are, uh, my Sandra's a fucking musician and a yoga practitioner. You know, and other ones are uh, uh, rock climber. Okay, maybe rock climber. Okay. No lah, still no. You know, none of us know how to build a house. <laughs> none of us know how to make fire. Yeah. So, you know, I think we, we, like today I was just discovering like, like yeah. I, I was just thinking to myself, like there's a lot of things you don't know. And 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 you, there's a lot of things you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Agreed. so things like that is you know, like you know the, the basic skills of what you need to have, like you know, building a house or maybe like painting a house or some something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. or building it. anything. Is making, there anything yeah. you want to like learn that you know you wish you could, like a skills? Yeah. <laughs> I have thought about this. I've given some thought about this. Yeah. Uh, I've I've. I picked up I've picked up martial arts oh, this yeah, past few yeah yeah, yeah. this 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 is a Bra Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, Muay Thai uh, I learned a bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu so yeah. so I, I picked up martial arts and also uh, if I would learn anything I think I would want to learn how to how to uh, yeah carpentry I definitely like carpentry yeah 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 because exactly. I never got I never got past uh, yeah I, 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 when I learned it a bit in school I I, I was pressured too much and they and the tools are very basic. I know a poor carpenter blames his tools, but I'm just saying you guys got more awesome tools now than I can use. Yeah, right. So I should connect you with my friend uh, uh, Rafi. Uh, so we, I actually built like a little hut outside my house, lah. Really? So it's like take a book. I don't even show you, man. It's a take a book, leave a book. Yeah. So it's a little oh, Siela. <laughs> I'm recording, but it's basically a little house that you know, like people take a book, leave a book, lor. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And my friend Rafi, who uh, runs Plane and Bevel. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the only carpenters like doing really, really good job. Take a, those are the kind of jobs that you know you never go hungry because you people always need right or cooking. Oh, dude, that's exactly I want to learn cooking more than I want to learn carpentry. Sure? Okay, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> cooking more. Yeah, that's that's what I want to learn. Yeah, cooking is awesome, right? That's what you need to what, learn. What, 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 can you cook like this day? I cook chicken curry. I oh, can cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I can cook chicken curry. I can cook uh some uh, Malay dishes. Uh, all learn from my mom. So you can cook? Yeah, I can, but you know, I don't practice. Because uh, I live on my own and I live with a bunch of boys and it'd be weird if I cook and I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, bro. We're going out to eat some steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
cooking shit in here. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so what I'm like interested about is like, you live a pretty like rough life, I would say. Okay. Um, I got no basis for comparison, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think is like the toughest period in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I would say after national service. Yeah. Because that's where reality really hit you. Like, what are you going to do? You got nothing to do. You know? That's where reality really hit you. Good. Us, like, at that point, like, what were you doing? And, you know, oh, why was it tough? And, like... I was... Okay. After national service, yeah. I didn't have any paper qualifications to get a job in Singapore or a proper job in Singapore. I didn't know anybody from the media to get into the media. I didn't know anybody in the performance, in, you know, performance, you know, circle to to be able to perform regularly. So all I had was this band that I, that I joined uh, on that form. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and those contacts and that's it. But, but I was working as a waiter, earning about $900 per month. You know, that's barely enough to pay anything. And that leaves you like two, two to $300 to live in a whole month. So, and you minus your, yeah, dude, I don't even know how I do that. Yeah, so. That was like the first month coming out of NS. Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. First month. You got you, the waitering job. Yeah. And, and you got 900 a month. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. you still got the band. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was really making miracles happen at that point of time. I used to like sit down and really think like, oh man, what am I going to do? But I didn't really stress too much about it. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I know that as long as I get to have fun doing what I like to do, yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah, and sometimes that is co- it's a concept that I even I admit that I forget uh, moving forward. You know, yeah. like I had that kind of mindset, and that mindset took me to where I am. Yeah. But now, because you're already in a place where you can move forward, you see a direction, and you're always so bent to want to oh make it, make it, make it. Yeah. And then you forget, like, hey man, the, the initial idea was for you to just have fun, Correct. you know, and do what you like to do. So yeah. you always need to keep reminding yourself and be grateful for 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 what's given to you. You know. So how do you get past huh? past that period? Oh, slowly, man. It took years, man. It took years. I, I slowly passed that period. It's just like... So it's tough because you, firstly, you have no money. Yeah. But... And you're living on your own you back see, then. No, no, no. I wasn't. I was oh, living with my parents. Mom, my mom. Okay. So, I think... Okay. This is honest. I, I'm not trying to be cliche or whatever, yeah. but, but it, it really... This is really what got me out of that hole is knowing what I want and what I don't want and not letting society or, or any kind of like Singaporean mentality... Uh, pressure me into into thinking that uh, I cannot do it. Like for example, like you you say, oh no, you can't do it because you know you got no money, you got no job, whatever. Like you know, but I, yeah, 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 they don't think that way. But I went like, no, fuck it, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to do this. So I'm gonna drop everything. I'm gonna think about what I want to do. And I'm gonna start from there. All right, whatever I want to do, I'm gonna put a hundred percent into it. Yep. You know, and when I put a hundred percent into uh, uh, what what I, I dedicate my attention to, um, it will you know, it will progress by itself. It will, it will prosper by itself, you know? So, uh, now when I look no, back, course, now when I look back, that was what happened. Like, but back then, I was just like, fuck it, I don't want to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to have fun. Right. So, so the moment I had, uh, I told myself I want to have fun, I got the job. But thankfully, I got the job as a, as a paintball uh, facilitator at a paintball club, at a paintball uh, company, Red Dynasty Paintball Park. So, those people really, they, 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 they helped me out. I was having so much fun. You know, I was meeting friends. I was meeting people. I, was, I also had a, a group of friends that, that, that I was very close to over there. And, and, and we, 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 we had fun uh, working. You know, it didn't feel like work, you know. And at the same time, um, I also learned a lot of public speaking skills, you know, like, like I mentioned yeah. before. And, and even my bosses, they were like, hey, man, you want to learn MassCom? They like loaned me money to, 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 to wow. take my course, my yes. diploma. And they said, like, you know, pay, pay us back, whatever. Uh, and... and 
and it's good. It was a, it was a, it was a good. Uh, everything happened for a reason, and and that was good because because as 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 I went through it, uh, I realized that you know, I like I like, I don't regret anything. You know, yeah, I don't regret anything. Even like the only regret I probably have is I didn't get into YouTube when YouTube was hot. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I regret. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the whole, all of the, I was like, ah, oh, if only I had a chance to capitalize on the YouTube thing. But if I did, it would probably been a different path for me anyway. That's true. Right? If I did, I would have been probably a YouTuber or something, right? Do yeah. you reckon like you own your success to like any any one person? Ah, uh, or like I mean a few, you know? Yes, myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no la, no la. I, I I think a lot of people helped me along the way. Yeah. Um. Any uh, I think uh, the comedy club definitely. Co- yeah. People from the comedy club Asia, they they helped me up a lot. Uh, Jonathan Atherton, he's re- yeah. These two people are they. they Jonathan Atherton actually. Uh, he he he's an Australian comics, brilliant guy. Okay. Uh, great comedian. Um, took me out. Uh, when 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 he saw me perform at one of the nights. Um, that club that 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 comedy night closed. Oh. So he. So I, he used to he used to uh, host nights at this club. If 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 you, if you remember clearly, if you, if you go to Bookie back then, there was this stand up club called One Mike Stand. One Mike Stand, very uh, old club. It was back in man, back when I was eighteen. Wow. Yeah. So the the age limit was twenty one. Yeah. So I told my friends when I was eighteen. I looked at. I said, hey, when I reach twenty one, I'm gonna perform at this place. Y'all watch, okay? Right. Can the moment I reach twenty one, the whole fucking place closed down. Because that, that's fucking Singapore. Lah, huh? Fucking the club cannot last Singapore more than five years. Yeah. You know, they always close down. So, so that guy who was from that club, yeah. you know, went on to look for local comedians. So yeah. he, he, he scouted local comedians. And for some reason, he got my Facebook and he contacted me on Facebook oh. and said, you want to do five minutes, you know, oh. at this show? So I went and did five minutes at this show. I opened for him. And I opened for him at this show and, and it was five minutes, just go bam, 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 five minutes. And he was like, oh, that's a good five minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, it was there, but it's raw, you know. And then he, he gave me a little tip. He said, maybe you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Mm-hmm. You, should talk, uh, you should say it this way, you should carve it this way, that way. And I was like, okay. So the next time I went to Blue Jazz and, and he had this uh, weekly comedy night called uh, Talk Talk Comedy. Yeah. So once he did that, I was like, okay, boom, start. So start, and, and I did well for that night, and he was like, all right, man, you're opening for me when I go to KL. I'm doing my headliner special in KL. You open for me. You know, I fly you down, sleep in my hotel, and, and man, I slept in this hotel after the show. It was a good show, but, but uh, yeah, on the same day, yeah. So I slept, I, 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 I slept in a, uh, on his floor. Yeah. So, but you know, we, we had a, a futon and everything, so I slept on his floor. But... The thing is, he had his girlfriend over. It was just he just had his girlfriend over. Chiba and they thought I was asleep, but I wasn't asleep. Fuck! And they started having sex on the bed. You know, they started having sex on the bed. Here's the thing. Here's the bro dilemma. Here's the bro dilemma you have. Okay, if you make a noise, your your boy's not gonna get laid, right? And that's gonna be on you. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. If you if you make noise, if you make noise and say, hey guys, I'm awake. They got like, the, the girl will be like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed, and the guy's not gonna get laid. I can't do that to my friend. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I gotta keep quiet, but I can't sleep. So I gotta fucking listen to every AO, 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 AO the whole night. Man. <laughs> that was just, that was just, oh my god. Yeah. But you know, that's the price you need to pay, man, if you didn't go to school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, it. Man. And, 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 and I mean, like, this guy really took you in. Yeah. Yeah, he showed me the ropes, basically. He he didn't guide me 100%, but he he, he showed me what needed to be done. Like, what in I didn't see. Like, in terms of, like, your, your skills? Performance, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, he went he's the one to book you gigs too. A lot of the gigs, yeah, he booked. Yeah, a lot of the gigs he booked. And he really, he really like uh, put, he, he sort of like gave me that push. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that push is very important. So when he gave me that push, mm. yeah, um, I, 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 I managed to sort of uh, capitalize on that. And right. yeah, and, and you know, soon, if you, if, you, if, you, if you work hard enough and, and you put enough years to things, you know, pe- people will always notice you and they'll notice you and you'll notice your hard work. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I say, good attitude. People always want to work with you. I mean, you know? I'm sort of like, this is what I'm interested in, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, you, you have that like hunger in you back then. Uh, yes, know. yes. Ramadan's coming, I'm going to have that hunger for a whole month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, hey, when is this out? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're out. No, no, right? this yeah. is... Uh, 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 do you have any date you wanted? No, no, I don't have any date. I'm just saying, I said Ramadan because Ramadan's happening uh, next month. Fuck. I'll, I'll try to get it out next month. Ah! Okay, so it is Ramadan and I have that hunger, so continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so what I was saying, um, um, you have you have like a sort of hunger in you that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have here. In, I mean, that's what I noticed. But okay. what I really want to sort of try to measure is that hunger. Okay. In back in the comedy club, right? Like, I just want to tell people because you know, like, how did the money thing work? Like, was it just? Um, I, yeah, correct. Because okay, I think people don't know about this. this guy. No, people don't know about this, <laughs> and I just want to show. Them, I well, I think that like there's actually no money involved. No, of course there isn't. And uh, just like few drinks, maybe. Yeah, the money thing doesn't work, lah. You don't get paid, lah. You don't get paid at all. But you gotta be good enough until somebody wants to pay you for it, lah. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah. and and. So that's how, like, the, in the comedy scene, you get noticed, is that you just do this nights for free. These nights, you know, until you get really good, until somebody, it's just like, it's like you learning how to play a guitar, you know, if you learn how to play four chords, people are not going to, you know, immediately book you for gigs, right? You know, unless, like, like your genre... Rec- you know, I'm not trying to be Chinese here, but, yeah. like, I just want to tell people, like, like, look, like, this guy is not even getting paid, la, but he's still doing it, you know? I wasn't getting paid back then, I am getting paid now, lah. Yeah, no, I mean like back then when you were starting and doing the, the shows yeah, yeah, and definitely. and just like doing out and, and this this thing still exists, right? Like this all platform for yeah. new and upcoming comics always gotta remember, man, you you if you don't do the unpaid gigs, you're not gonna get the paid gigs. You know? So sure. you need to always do the unpaid gigs. Also, but pick which unpaid gig you wanna use. Don't fucking some some random organizer have has an event, ticketed event, and then he says he's gonna give you exposure, and then you know he's got like a hundred to two hundred to three hundred people there all pay tickets, and then he says, oh, you just get to eat the food. I'm like, oh fuck you. Okay, so no, no, but but pick pick the right ones. Okay, pick pick the ones that won't exploit you. Pick the ones that you think that will actually give you the kind of exposure, for the lack of a better word, to the kind of crowd that you want. You know, uh, so I always say pick and choose your battles, but at the same time. Uh, you gotta do the. You gotta pay your dues, man. You always gotta pay your dues, yeah. And you do it for how long before you know, like you got like sort of like the guy notices you? Three years, man. Wow. Three years, three years, and then the guy noticed me, and then it took me in, and then after that, I did it for another now six years, uh. Six years, uh, crazy, yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is because I mean, three years, like you know, most people wouldn't even have put in a year, and they're like, oh, I mean, I've seen a lot of people come and go, ah. Uh. A lot of people come and go, man. They come, they, they do comedy and then they have like a couple of good runs and then suddenly they have like a couple of bad nights and then and they don't want to come back anyway. And, and I wouldn't want those people back anyway. Because if you can't take the bad nights, then you don't deserve the good nights, you know? Yeah, you got to have the you gotta have the good nights. You, you uh, feel a lot better because you had the bad nights. Yeah, so so you, you'll get like, 
in a year, you probably have out of 10 people that try, only two stay. Yeah, two are the true, uh, got heart on uh, those that have the heart. And, uh, since uh, we're on it, right? I mean, like, probably young comedians will be watching this. Mm. So, what platform do you recommend? Come to the open mics, man. Come to the open mics, do the open mics, yeah, do the open mics, you know, start, do the open mics, always start small first, do three minutes, do five minutes, and then go to ten minutes, and you know, slowly, slowly, you know, enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, don't be too bad. Is there a specific open mic? Huh? Or just there's only one in town? It's, well, they have, uh, I have my night, Fridays with Fuzz, you know, and I have, uh, they have uh, Talk Called Comedy every Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. Those nights, they have comedy masalas every Tuesday. Mm. So, those nights are very... You know, okay, those... Some of the nights that Fridays with Fast and comedy masalas, they're, 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 not, they're not open mic nights. Yeah. They're show nights. Yeah. Right? So, uh, like, like Fridays with Fast, they're all there and see me. You know? And, and, but, and, and who I bring, bring on. But uh, comedy masala is more of like uh, feature. Oh. Featuring comedians. Then you sort of need to show them like your, your stuff before it... Of course, of course. And, and they will run through recommendations like... like uh, Umar, the one that ran comedy club, like asked me yeah. about this new kid, uh, new Malay kid, like Komaro. It was okay, like I said, okay, kid, very raw, very raw. Yeah. Haven't started talking about his own, he's himself, he's still doing jokes. Yeah. You know, that's the difference between people telling jokes and people telling about their life story and making it funny, yeah. which the latter is a lot better because people get to take away something personal, right. you know, and, and people get to know you better. Yeah. So this kid is still starting, still new, still in his first year, but uh, people have, have seen him grow, like, so, so I would say, like, like, I, I would like to see this kid grow because, yeah. you know, our industry needs new people. You know, we need new people because we are going to tr- try and move to another tier and, and the grassroots of comedy still needs to be held down by yeah. a group of people that, that, that needs to be there. So, so yeah. And, and I mean, like you mentioned about like the jokes versus like talking about yourself. Yeah. Do you went through the same like phase shift? I'm still going through that phase shift. Uh, I think... A lot of the times, I know what to say to kill a room, or I know what to say to to to, to um, do 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 it well. But yeah. uh, learning from comedians like Kevin Hart or Eddie Murphy or even Dave Chappelle, when they talk about like their personal stories or their life, and I think people let, get to know you better. Yeah. And when people like you personally, a lot of most of the stuff that you put out online becomes uh, just becomes you know material already. Like it becomes content. You know, because no one can take that away from you. Yeah, yeah. Because no one will hear your story. Who could be you but you? You know, like who 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 could be you better but you? You know, so so. It's the best formula and, and, and it's, it's original, it's honest and it's, it's, it's how I believe stand-up should always be. And why do you think it's so hard to, to do that? Because people have, you know, uh, put layers of, of uh, protection over their real self. You know, they always have, yeah, the, these walls that they build, this facade that they put forward to people, you know. And, and, and when, when you actually tell about your life or in stand-up, when you open up, it's actually you're, you're putting those walls down and saying, hey, this is my life. You know, I don't have any any defense mechanisms or any right. any uh, any any walls to put in front of you. This is just me in the mic and me telling my story and my feelings. And a lot of stand-ups, they, you have to put out your real emotion because you have to tell a story about how you felt in that situation. So you have to put out the real emotions and the words you use. I have to describe some insecurities and describe some, and and that requires a lot of opening up, man. And yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, so I I I listen, uh, recently listened to uh, Winnie Cummings. Okay. Um, and she meant she, and she goes through a lot of this work too. Mm-hmm. And she herself, it's more like her personal like inner demons or sure. sort of because of the childhood and and everything. And sure. do you reckon like like any comedians that go through the same thing? And that's why it's so hard, right? I've never met a sane comedian before in my life. Uh, and the most depressed bunch of people I've ever seen, but. 
You know what? They're good. They're, they're, very, they're very good at what the they do. The impressed you are. That's a, that's right. a I wouldn't say that, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to, to quote Richard Pryor, you know, I don't know a uh, 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 good comedian that is had that, whose life on stage is as good as his life off stage. Yeah. If his life is good on stage, it's likely off stage, his life is very, you know, term, turbulent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, maybe, like, what would you tell the young comedians these days? Like, any advices you would, you would give them? I mean, you mentioned go yeah. to open mics, right? Yeah. Like, but if they are too young to go to open mics, then just be patient. Just keep writing, you know? You know, believe in whatever you want to do. You so know? if there's, like, a track path, say, for example, like, yeah. like from a, a five years thing, yeah. right? Yeah. What would you say, like, you know, for this five years, what this person should be doing? Wow. Stay alive, la. Stay alive and happy at these five years. You look, man, life is fragile, man. You don't have a five. You see, you're asking me a wrong question. I, I don't have a five-year plan. Right. You know, because life is so fragile. A lot of my friends, you know, they, they, some of my friends, they pass away. Yeah. You know, and when you get to an age, you know, I'm 30 this year, man. You get to, to this age, you realize that shit. Um, God doesn't always follow your plan. <laughs> you know? So when that happens, then you've got to... Uh, rethink about your priorities and and happiness, uh, health yeah. is 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 the number one priority over everything. You know, uh, so I believe that you, you you should put that forward. And that is something again in Singapore we don't you know we're always uh, career 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 five year plan five C's whatever. Like come on, there, there are people who die along the way trying to achieve those things. You know, like what's the point? Like don't you live now? Like, like if you realize how minute and 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 um, uh, how, 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 how to find the right word for this? Okay, how how insignificant you are to this world, to this vast world. Then you will realize that holy shit, your achievements and your pursuit is just is it means nothing compared to being happy and healthy and alive and 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 being able to love and laugh and talk and do what you you like and, and you know and and enjoy stuff like food and and air and water. It's, you know, it's it's. It's just some some things that that that, that um, some priorities that I guess the the, the media has set to 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 oh, sort of sure. brainwash sure. us to think that oh we should think of these things before yeah. others yeah, yeah but but really man comedians stay happy stay alive so you can write more material and you can actually make it on stage while you when when you turn eighteen okay let me just start with this question how do you like deal with like haters man nah I don't <laughs> I ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore them like straight up. No la. They hate because that's the highlight of their day. Right? How? What was? Yeah. I mean, like, what was the like most hated? I mean, I don't, I don't know, know, bro. Uh, YouTube comments are usually the meanest. I had a YouTube comment. I had a YouTube comment that come. I mean, you know this. Cause I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not on YouTube yet. Yeah, but you. But this you, is gonna be. If on. you go on YouTube and you see videos, you will scroll down and you will see. Oh, I know that it's, it's mean stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of mean stuff on YouTube, and I think one of the comi- one of the YouTube uh, comments was like, "Uh, what's up, yeah? I will slit your throat and come on your face." And I was like, "Do you like me or not?" <laughs> you know, it's a little bit of a dilemma there. Right? Which 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 one do you like? Like, you slit your throat, which you don't like me. You come on my face, which you find me attractive. So. <laughs> How was that even the, the meanest? I mean, I mean, some could go. That's funny, I don't see. I see that as funny. That's funny, like. I don't see. Uh, yeah, haters will just be on. Look, man, the internet is just out there to ruin your life, man. I mean, like, like whatever content you put on, yeah, yeah, it's just 
everybody that that's out there that there'll be a as much as there'll be a bunch of people who will support and love you and you should be thankful of those people there'll also be a whole bunch of people that have nothing better to do with their lives than to hate on what you do so those guys will come back and come by and 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 they will love nothing than to see their work succeed in crumbling you you know they will love that because that's a highlight of their day because nothing goes on in their day they're just sitting down there you know they 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 are massively unhealthily overweight you know and, and and they're there on the computer. They have to type with a, they have to type with a stick because their fingers are too fat, you know. And and yeah, and 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 they 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 have difficulty breathing, and they and they see someone doing so well, and they're like, oh my god, you know, I feel so mad. I should say something to this person to make sure he feels bad too. So a lot of the times, like if you really didn't care or didn't like something, just click away, right? I mean, like most of the time, like if I don't like something, I'm like, huh, that's not for me. I fuck off, right? But oh, you know what? I feel that that is almost like what I do and what you would do. But then like a lot of people also like just have too much time on hand. Yeah, why why must you stop by and go like, "Oh my god, my opinion needs to be here right now." Like no one gives a fuck about you as much as no one gives a fuck about me or whoever like like as much as some people give a fuck about you, there's a whole bunch of other people who don't. And and for you to always want to be heard by by using other people's platform to go going like, "Oh man, I uh, just so pathetic, but I, I that's why I don't pay attention. I don't. I, I just go like, oh, hey, hey, law. This is interesting. I like to read. I'm like, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I really can't. So tell us about like your. What do you find? I mean, like you came a long way. Yes. I don't know. Nine years, three plus six, and then. Uh in in, what, in the industry, I was six years. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you came a long, long way to to where you are right now. I mean, also this is still like. The tip of it, and you know, it's still growing so much more, right? Um, right now, though, what do you think like makes you happy, or like? Mm, I think right now, what makes me happy is. Uh, what do you enjoy most in your life this day? I enjoy my work a lot. I really do. I I really like the fact that my work now has uh, has become a big part of my life. You yeah. know, like comedy has become a big part of my life. I, I I'm very very grateful about that. Uh, I I I enjoy. Writing new stuff, new material, performing it, yeah. you know, uh, exploring new things. And now that I have a whole bunch of friends who are very uh, creative as well, you know, seeing them work hard makes me work even harder, you know. So um, I, 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 I appreciate um, them, also their presence and traveling, really, traveling, really. I mean, right now I really feel like I really love traveling and learning a lot. Reading, I like reading books because I think uh, you should never stop. Uh, reading books because you know even though you get bored halfway you just put it down rest your eyes a little bit watch some stupid family guy or something and then uh, it's funny though stupid but funny okay and then and then you, you, got, you gotta read again like sometimes it's good you know what I mean speaking of reading yeah. what did you read these days books uh, uh, I just read uh, Snowing in Bali and Hotel K it's uh, two, uh, two two books about uh, the, the drug trade in, 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 in the drug trade and prison uh, system in Bali uh, I think uh, before this, I was uh, after that. I read something about like comics insights or something. Something about, like, like, it was a, it was a book. It was a compilation of all the uh, inter- interviews uh, done, uh, you know, with all these famous comedians like like Carlin and and and, and uh, Chappelle, Ray Romano, all these, these people. Yeah. And then uh, there's um, this book that I'm trying to get into now. Uh, it's uh, actually I'm. I'm Right now, in a part of my life where I want to learn more insights about like Singapore history and Singapore and Singapore leaders, so I'm reading Hard Truths, 
and uh, I, I kind of want to. Yeah, uh, hard truth to keep Singapore going, and then I'm also reading. Uh, I also want to read. Uh, right after that, I probably read like Malay Dilemma, all these books by Mahade, Lee Kuan Yew, all these, and all these Singapore history books. I'm, I'm right. Right now, my research is on that because yeah. I'm planning to write a, another hour that's based on wow. on that. So that's that's where my reading goes. So it, it always has to complement what I do, lah. Because I love my job so much, yes. you know. Because I love it. Because it literally saved my life. So, so I love my job so much. So whatever I do has to, has to be in relations to what I'm what what, what I'm working on. Yeah. And TV shows, I'm I'm actually thinking of watching Game of Thrones. I'm trying I'm trying to get into Game of Thrones, man. I haven't watched a single episode, but once I'm in it, then it's sayonara to the world. Cause like, sayonara. Like me, right? You're just like. Watch until it finish, and then you like yeah. finally it will stop. Sayonara, social life. I'm gonna get to Game of Thrones. So I'm not. This is pre Game of Thrones fans. Post Game of Thrones fans is gonna be a lot more excited. Okay. You have like if you recommend like one book to read, like. Well, depends. Yeah, what kind of what what, what you want? So that I could like add it to my reading what? list. I would really, I would really recommend you read those two books, uh, Hotel K and Snowy in Bali. Yeah. And it's like based on real stories. Yeah, yeah, I don't read fiction. I mean, so far, I don't read fiction that much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you should read those two Hotel books, man. Hotel K and Swimming in Bali. Oh my goodness, you will, you, you will not uh, look at Bali the same. Yeah, ever. I, do, I think there's a video that's circulating now uh, of this uh, ex-MMA fighter who got shot by like nine Bali police officers or something. He got shot. In broad daylight, ba 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 ba. Yeah, and they needed like twenty shots before he died. Fucker tough as nails, bro. Like, th- th- is why? Huh? I mean, like, is there a reason why he was shooting? He was being a nuisance, uh. I think he was like harassing people, and 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 and, and, and he stabbed the police officer also. Oh, oh. So yeah, he was being very violent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's probably why it, yeah, it was yeah. twenty bullets. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of bullets. It was like a massive firing squad, uh. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, right now you're still gonna like continue to comedy as, you know, uh, or are you gonna take a swing to, I mean, it's still performing, right? Because that's what you enjoy the most. I am still doing comedy, but at the same time, like, if I, if I ever get bored uh, or burn out, I'll do my rap stuff or my music stuff still. Yeah, I still do my music stuff. So uh, that will still come in the way. Uh, but most of the time, I'll just, you know, I just keep on. Doing what I love, man. Doing what you love. Yeah. Um. So a lot for you to edit, huh? <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So like, if you have a bus, uh, poster, poster in a bus stop, yeah. or you have like the entire MRT carriage given to you, yeah. you can design anything and put anything yeah. you want. What would you? They were working on it. Okay. Who are people? Who are people you like to meet someday? If, uh, uh, if anyone. Of course, lah. My 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 uh, my comedy uh, heroes, uh, Chappelle, uh, Chappelle, Chappelle or Chris Rock. Definitely want to meet them. Pick their brain. But I think the the more likely one, the, the more current one, yeah. will probably be Kevin Hart. He's like the biggest. Uh, right now. Right now, he's the biggest right now. So I really like the meet these great people and just pick their brain and really just talk to them and just, you know, find out what they do every day yeah. that makes them so big, you know, and yeah, this is who I want to meet, like, actually. YouTube, uh, maybe. But if you're talking about practical, like, like, who you really can meet, like, I would like to meet, like, some big politician. Like, 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 
not if not Singaporean or or Malaysian, whoever like Singapore or Malaysia, like one. Why? Why? For do it for the gram, man. I just want to have a, you know, <laughs> handshake picture with the prime minister. Is going, uh, you know. It's kind of like a, a checklist in your head. Right. Checklist in your head, like, oh man, start up on the bottom now, we're here, baby, you know? Uh, maybe, I, think, I think you get there one day. I mean, it's not, it's not that far away, I feel. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more realistic, right? Like, I would like to meet the Prime Minister, or, yeah. or Malaysia also, or doesn't matter, any big politician, oh, oh. doesn't matter, doesn't matter, but yeah. just have that one picture of me shaking his hand, knowing like that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Um, advice for your 18, 18 year old self. And place us like uh, where you are. Right Advice now. for my 18-year-old self. Keep yeah. doing that. It doesn't make you blind. Okay. <laughs> and that, that was when you are... Heavily into masturbation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, okay, okay. To be serious. Advice for my 18-year-old self. Um, I think I'll just... You know what? I think... Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. okay, okay. Uh, don't get too caught up in relationships because I was I was investing a lot of my emotions in relationships which I felt that it was a waste because that energy could have been used somewhere else yeah how would you like but how would you not get caught up then you know yeah you see that's, it was the, tough, that's the thing man. it's tough right when you're 18 <laughs> when you're 18 you believe anything anyway. I mean if you were to time travel back when you're 18 and you tell yeah. them that you're like, 18, yeah, when, you're 18 you're, when you're 18 year old boy or girl you believe anything a, a guy or a girl says to you right you fucking believe oh you really love me you know Regardless, both genders, you fucking, you know, yeah, yeah. you will believe it. So, so yeah, I guess things had to happen the way it did like, when I was 18. So, I don't think, yeah, I would not, I would not, I would just keep going, like, huh? <laughs> keep going, yeah. Okay, and then, um... You know, you gotta sleep with a white girl someday, just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Keep that, that, I hope that keeps you going. <laughs> I mean, we, we spoke about routines, so, like, I yeah. mean, tell us some routines, or, I mean, that is important to you. Yeah. On a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, I gotta exercise at least once. Do at least one thing. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I can I, I either Muay Thai or, or go gym or run or whatever. At least one thing. Right. I must get that out of the way once. So um, so I don't feel sick most of the time. And Because uh, yeah, if I don't exercise, I feel sick. And then um, also, it makes me less guilty for eating what I eat and <laughs> drinking what I drink. Because like, yeah. uh, I, 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 I've seen a lot of people who who exercise and don't exercise, those that don't exercise at all, they don't age very gracefully, and those that do, they age nicely, so I'm like, okay, so if this is what I have to do to still look good, then I'll just do it lah. Yeah. Okay, so exercise. And it's also something that I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, any like writings or routines or, or just like write whenever? Well, I write whenever, like, I have an iPhone in me, I just key it in, or, or sometimes I have a pen and paper, I just... Mm. I, I write whenever it hits me. Okay. Yeah. And, and, but... It's very important. Oh, I also make a point to meet my friends uh, oh. every day at least once to have like a table discussion about anything. But like, yeah. it's not like the same friend or like just any any, any friend. Any friend, just just to talk about you know, I hear him talk about his day or, or just uh, get in touch with with people and like what they do on an everyday basis so that I can I, I can I can yeah I can get it off them. Yeah, and also like you see them doing so awesome stuff and you just be like jealous. It's like, oh, why am I not working hard enough? That's one thing, but uh, I, I, I used to think that, but then, you know, uh, it's a different road, man, for both, you know, yeah, like somebody else's success doesn't equal to your failure, True. you know, so you should always remember that, and you should always remember that, you know, your road is your road, and her road, his road is, everybody else's road is different, so, you know, you know that saying where, you know, extinguishing somebody else's flame doesn't make yours shine any brighter, so I always feel, feel that, 
you know, to, 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 I always feel that it's best to apply that in your life. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, a person, when I say successful, who is the person that comes to your mind? I mean, we can take a time to think about it. It depends on what, how you measure success or what is successful to me, right? Uh, wow, that's a good question. Uh, I think a successful person, I couldn't think of anybody more than Kevin Hart, man. I think Kevin Hart, because I've seen him, I mean, his, his, his journey is documented online with his uh, stand-ups and, and how he thinks and you know how he's uh, making it and in, in the movies and everything you know and, and and I believe that he has achieved that balance or at least the way I see it like he has achieved that balance with his life and his fitness his fitness his life his family his kids uh, and also his career and that kind of balance to me is success it does it's not about how much money he makes he makes a lot of money but but uh, it's, it's the, the, the positivity and the balance that he's had and the positive attitude that, he's, sure. that he has, that he always tries to bring forward to everybody. I believe that, that that is, to me, a measure of success. And I really can't think of anyone when it comes to Kevin Hart, when it comes to success except for Kevin Hart, at least for this present moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Um, what are like some $100 or less gift that you've brought for yourself that impacted you, like, you know? Most. Let's give oh, I hate to say this. I haven't bought anything. Like anything that you bought. Shoes, uh. Shoe, all these new shoes, man. I got this for $9. Can you believe it? Okay, yeah, $9. You can never go wrong with these traders. Because you know why? I went to um, Footloose. Okay. This uh, new shop that opened at, uh, at, at uh, Orchard Central. Okay. So the moment I entered, they invited me to come. And they were like, okay. they, they invited me to like, hey, come and check out our shop and everything. And I was with Shiga Shea you know, and Nick Cho and all, all my friends. And they were like, hey, first, here's a $120 voucher. Pick right. any shoe you want. So I picked these shoes because I never owned these shoes ever. And all my friends used to have these shoes back in school. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I bought these pair of shoes and, and I used my $120 voucher. I got it for 9 bucks. So this to me Comfortable Is the best buy I've had this month Best buy I've had this month Nine bucks uh, Suck it Yeah And um, what are some of the most uh, common misconceptions About you or your work? Uh, okay When you're always talking and making noise and being happy People think that there's something wrong when you stay quiet You know? Right, when you stay quiet, people always say like, hey, oh, you know, hey, something wrong, something wrong. You know, sometimes people will misunderstand that, you know, you being quiet is equals to you being sad or being angry at something. But most of the time, it's not. It's really, sometimes you just want to take a moment to step back and, you know, just, just take a calm moment just on your own, just be quiet and just observe whatever's happening around. So sometimes people, miscon- uh, the misconception that they have is that comedians are always happy and they are always lively. But... That is far from what happens most of the time. Yeah. Oh man, if you hang out with these comedians, they're they they are they are not depressed, but they are they are less active than they are on stage. Huh? Okay. Most of the time, like Kuma is a dear friend of mine, yeah, yeah. and off stage he's just a normal dude. He just talks on no punchlines, no jokes, nothing. Yeah, just relax, you know, just talking. He's a very regular guy, you know, regular guy, mixed with regular people, you know. Yeah, it's a very it's a nice guy, but he just one thing I like about yeah. Kuma is he. Picks his friends. <laughs> yeah, he really does. If he, he chooses to be your friend, even if you're standing next to you, so he'll just block you out. And he'll, just, wow. he'll just talk to you. Wow. Even if you're like three, four people, if he chooses you, 
and not the rest of them, he'll block all of them out and just talk to you. But it, it, is it like a, a choosing in, in sense of like, by random? Or is there like a sort of like a criteria? I wouldn't say criteria, no lah. Like, I think you just talk to like, who, who, is, you know, who like, is familiar with her. Uh. Nice Adidas shoe. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, whoever he's familiar with her. Uh. You know? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, this is actually a funny one. Uh, do you find it hard to date? <laughs> do I find it hard to date? Yeah. Who? Uh, date who? <laughs> See? It's a broad question. Do I find it hard to date? Yeah. Who exactly? Or just in Singapore? I mean, anywhere, man. Like, I mean, in general, like, you're in your life, in your life. No, I, I, I've never had a problem with that. Um, I used to have a problem when um, I was very self-conscious. I used to devise very uh, flowery ways to talk to women. But I realized that, you know, the best way to get to a woman is, I'm sorry, this might sound corny, but... It really is just to be as sincere as you can. No matter how much of an asshole you sound like, you need to craft your sincerity in a way where, you know, like even if you're just out there to get late, just go look, man. <laughs> you just gotta go look. Look, man, I don't want to waste your time, you know, and I'm sure you don't want to waste mine. So here's the deal, okay? Yeah. You're a very attractive woman, and I'm very sexually attracted to you. I'm trying to find the most, you know, I'm trying to find the most uh, respectful way to tell you this, but, you know, I'm just here to have some fun. So if you're in it too, you know, we can do it. But if you're not, I will totally understand, and let's hope there's no hard feeling. You, you know, they really like that kind of, they can't go like, oh my God, I gotta, uh, you know, those kind of like typical Singaporean boyfriends, you gotta carry their handbag, like, oh, you know, fucking put their testicles in a purse and shit, you know? I don't, I don't think women like that, man. Like, even from my experience, I don't think women like that. I think the best thing that women like is really is sincerity. You know what? If they like it, you wouldn't want those kind of women. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what women really like is sincerity, man. The more sincere you are, regardless of how much of an asshole you sound, as long as you're honest with them, there are women out there who appreciate that and, and you, will, you will not fall short of being late at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for those who are, like, who are new to you and your act, like, what do you, uh, which content, video content will you refer the people to? Oh, dude, just, uh, I put the best stuff up on YouTube uh, okay. now and, and especially... Any single particular video? With the one hour show, I got a new uh, bit. Uh, probably when this is out, my, my next bit is going to be out also. Check it out, uh, Fakafas. I got uh, Singapore Taxi Drivers. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my, my stuff are happy ever after. The new videos are coming up soon. There's a lot of content coming. Because the content's done, it's just cutting up. You know, and, 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 and putting it online. So, so yeah, it's, it's, I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. you know, just look at all my stuff over YouTube. You know, it's, it's all for you guys. You know, and, and hopefully in the future, when um, you guys like my stuff on YouTube, you guys can come to my shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's... I think, I, so let's end it with, like, how can people find you, you know, like, get updated, oh. your shows, everything. Tell the whole thing. Right. On the Facebook page, Fakafas, F-A-K-K-A-H, space F-U-Z-Z. Uh, you know, everything will be updated on their Facebook page. All the engagements done on their Facebook page. Uh, my Instagram, same thing, F-A-K-K-A-H-F-U-Z-Z, one word. Uh, and then, yeah, man, you, or you can go to my website, fuckafast.com. Very simple. Thank you so much for having me. We're done. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for staying throughout this episode. This uh, actually is the real first episode. Uh, it got delayed because of some production issues. And I know I still have a lot to improve on. So if you have any feedback at all, uh, please just like email me or go to the website, brianvictor.com and leave a comment. I read everything. And also all the show notes and links to books and shows can be found on the website. So it is brian with a Y and B-I-C-T-O-R dot com. 
Um, so as you know, this is a project that I'm experimenting with. I hope to get 1,000 subscribers by the end of 10 episodes. So if you know that someone might like this, you know, please share it with them or uh, give a shout out on social media. I would appreciate it very much. So thank you. See you soon.